Season 1, Episode 4. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Comfy Boys Podcast. I'm Holden. I'm Sergio. Today, we got uh, Dan Moisa calling in from New York with us. Dan, what's up? How we doing, guys? Hey, good. You? Pretty good. Hey, another beautiful day. Probably yeah. better than you because uh, we're in Casper, Wyoming, and you're in <laughs> fucking the, the, the capital of sickness right now. True, true. Yeah, it's not fun over here. Yeah, so uh, what part of New York do you live in? I live in Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn. Nice. Still Bushwick. Yeah. Bushwick. Fucking, I remember the Bushwick days. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess let's first talk about which is kind of interesting and you probably remember more than me cause I was pretty faded, but, uh, how did we meet? <laughs> <laughs> we met actually at a random ass corner bar, um, right by my apartment. Um, we we're just, oh, you were sitting there drinking. I was sitting right next to you drinking and just started chit chatting and going from there. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, yo man, you're pretty dope. Let's fucking kick it. And you're like, yeah. And then like you, <laughs> you hit me up randomly one day and was like, yo, what are you doing? Come out. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. We're, we're having a company uh, outing and I'm like, yo, just come up and drink with us. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the that's, next that's, thing we know. It's like one 30 in the morning and we're at a strip club. <laughs> oh my God. That was when they brought the fucking like pretty much cookie sheet of ones over to the, to the guys. Oh, that is, that, is that story? Oh, Dang. it's that story. <laughs> Yeah, that's when that guy that's was legit. like, yo, all, all everything everything you want to drink is on me. He's like, but I'm not paying for these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks, man. That's awesome. So, Dan, uh, what do you do for a living? Let's, let's talk about that uh, a little bit. I'm a project manager for a major construction company in the city. Um, we specialize in remodeling New York City schools. New York City schools. So, have you guys ever, like, gone in and remodeled, like, schools that were completely empty you know abandoned and then you guys redo them and whatever for companies no, so uh our specialty is working on schools that are fully occupied so we work on schools after all the students leave for the night oh, oh that's i do see a lot of snapchats from you where you're like working at night yeah so all of our work is done at night because we have to wait for all the students to leave and then we have to have the school ready and prep for students to come back in the morning dang i'm sure that's pretty heckful like Working all night, trying to get everything for the kids, getting ready for that. Yeah, it, it's a little bit stressful. On top of that, it drags on how long it takes to do a project, where a simple project would be a year, takes two to three years because there's no straight going through. Right, because you're only working like 10, 12 hours or whatever it is. And then everything has to be ready for students to come back into the school. Yeah, so you probably take a lot of time to clean up at the end. <clears throat> yeah, yep. About six hours of work and then like three hours. hours of cleanup. <laughs> yeah. So is it what you wanted to do? What did you do before that? Like, did you um, go to college? I was a project manager for an uh, architect. I uh, actually went to school and graduated with my bachelor's of architecture from Marywood University. Nice. Uh, small, I didn't know that. Small Catholic college in uh, Pennsylvania. And are you Catholic? Uh, yeah. You can say I'm <laughs> He's like, raised yeah. a Catholic. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I assume I, you I have to be Catholic to I go in. Yeah, I'm, ca I'm baptized, I'm confirmed, um, used to be an altar server. Those days are long in the past. Yeah, I feel you. So are you Italian or? Polish, 100% Polish. That's right. My parents are both immigrants Poles. from Poland, both are green card holders. Oh, okay. 
That's actually pretty interesting. See, there's even shit during this podcast I'm going to find out because I didn't even know this shit about you. So <laughs> most of the time when we were hanging around each other, we were like sober at first or not sober at all. <laughs> That's usually what happens <laughs> when you drink. We, met, we were not sober. <laughs> oh, hell no, dude. I was like, I fucking, I stumbled into that bar. Like stumbled because I was at the love story. Shout out to the love story. That place Shout is out. And uh, what was that bar called? Do you remember? It has like that downstairs. Uh, I'm sure you oh, know. Because I met you there a couple times. That was uh, the bonus room. The bonus room. That's a crazy name. Yeah, and that's <laughs> in Bushwick. <laughs> that that's a hole in the wall. If you want to talk about your corner hole in the wall, you know, speakeasy bar. That's uh... a <laughs> nice. So, Bushwick, what's it like living in Brooklyn, New York? Right now. Um, it's scary. Um, not more so for the virus, uh, more so from the mass hysteria from the people. Okay. Ex- explain that a little more. Um, well, a lot of people don't know what to do. Uh, right. a lot of people are at say majority of people are out of work now. Um, mm-hmm. so there's not a lot of income coming in. So there's been a lot of petty crimes in the area where cars okay. are getting broken into things are being stolen. Um, I'm more afraid of the people who have nothing better to do with their time than the actual virus. Yeah. I guess that would be kind of scary about New York. There being so many people, so many different personalities, so many different cultures, different people react in different ways. And then you get, you know, a certain type of people who normally wouldn't um, react to, you know, crime and, and have that as a result. Now they've lost their jobs and they've become those types of people uh, that they were always judging. Right, because they're all cooped up and they got nothing else to do, you know. Yeah, week one was fine, but week two. Yeah, I bet. Getting a little bit. Well, what are you guys at right now? You're, I mean, what is this? A month? It's been a month of. Yeah, we're on week three of non-essential travel. Okay. Of all non-essential travel being canceled. Right. So your typical Um, walk from, and you have a car. Or truck. Yeah. But like, what do you, how could you describe the typical walk from your apartment to the subway at this time? Right now, there's nobody. That would be fucking so weird. So there's weird. There's nobody. Um, are the subways me, even running right now? They are, but they're running on reduced schedule. Yeah. They don't have any, as many trains running right now. And they probably. Do you guys have, are you in shelter in place in Brooklyn or is that just in Manhattan? Not yet, not yet, not yet. Um, we're 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 they banned all non-essential travel, so pretty much it's shelter in place. Um, uh-huh. But it's if you don't need to go out, don't go outside. And none of the bars are open. Nothing. No. Not a single bar is open. What are they doing for? How? For, okay, these are actually two really good questions. What do you guys have <clears throat> offered to you by? Like these pizza joints, because those are obviously everywhere. Is there is there any pizza places that are like delivering food or any other restaurants that are delivering food? Every single place that I normally order from still delivers. Okay, so that's at least good. Yeah, the only thing, like, uh, and I, I will say, everybody should be a little bit more mindful of this. Um, I know everybody <laughs> uses Uber Eats and Grubhub, um, but those are actually great. You're kind of Dan. Dan, you're kind of muffled right now. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, saying a lot of play, a lot of people use Grubhub and Uber Eats, uh-huh. um, which is great and all, but I would 
be a little bit more hesitant on using it and actually try to go straight through the restaurant that you're ordering the food from. Right. Yeah. But let's give the money to those drivers because when you use Grubhub and Uber Eats, yeah, it's taken away from those places the driver that work. Is, you're actually not giving it to that restaurant. It's going to that driver and the app. Well, you get a um, lot so of I'm ignorant. I'm more mindful now. There's a lot of ignorant people, buying, you know, in New we York. We don't realize that. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of ignorant people in New York who aren't from there, like, and understand the values of what New York City is. And I would say from both times that I've been there, one being there a month and the other time I was there just for a week to visit. But what I really experienced with people who were who were born and raised there or even close to there, it's like family. You're really like yep. you're really invited in as a as a part of a family. As long as you got common sense. If you're a fucking slapdick and an idiot, then people don't like you. Correct. Correct. Um I'm fortunate enough that I've lived in New York City for over twelve years. Um so I've got New York City to me is my second home. Yeah. Well, and like, even when I met you, you were so friendly. And, and I met uh, a guy from Vice. God, I wish I would have got his number. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be crazy. Yeah, he was a writer for Vice. Nice. So I really wish that I would have got his number because he had a lot to talk about. I'm sure. <laughs> that was, you know, and they just have the insider. But like meeting you, Dan, you were so nice. You were so inviting. You invited me to hang out with your bosses and stuff like that. And like the big wigs in your company. And that's what I feel like New York is. And New York gets a bad name from a lot of people where it's like, oh, like New York, everyone's rude and blah, blah, blah. blah. And it's like, it's not that people are rude. People just have no tolerance for Bullshit. lack of common sense. Yeah. We could tell good people. We from first conversation we know you're a straight up person or you're not we don't tolerate non-straight up people so if you're going to try to sit there and bs us well you're in the city of the biggest bs so yeah exactly (laughs) yeah um shoot i'm even trying to think uh there was one experience that i had where i was walking down uh in Times square and i stepped on the back of this lady's shoe and uh she was from New York. You she didn't was, get shot? <laughs> right. This, I apologized to her, and she didn't even say, oh, it's okay, don't worry. She just kept going along, and I was like, <clears throat> She's like You're sorry, fault. sorry, and she just did not give a fuck. No tolerance, man. So that's what it comes nope. down to is like, if you're fucking on an escalator or, or whatever, if you're not walking or keeping up with like speed, yeah, they walk stay fast. to the fucking right. You see people on the, like, you know those... Uh, escalator straight ones that walk in the airport. Yeah, dude, I seriously have wanted to murder so many people. <laughs> yeah, so you just tell them like on your left. <laughs> That's what I say. Is like, yo, move it the fuck out of the way. I'm get... trying to make my flight. Yeah, exactly. When but... I used to walk around everywhere in New York, I used to keep a bell. Um, a bell. Uh, bell for your bike. Uh-huh. Ring your bell for your bike in my pocket, and <laughs> in your pocket, just ring, 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 and they'll move out of your way. Nice. Oh, that's funny. like, yo, get the fuck out. <laughs> What's another or thing? Tell people to move. What's another thing in New York that people don't like? Uh, a lot of people in New York do not like people who smoke a cigarette right in front of somebody's face. Oh, I that's, can't. that's, that's universal. That's I'm that's sure. Up. I can't stand that. And you're uh, a smoker. You get punched in the face for it. Yeah, and I'm a smoker, so I'm very mindful of <laughs> how am I smoking and where am I smoking in the city because I will get punched in the face for being, you know, smoking a cigarette right in front of somebody's face. So there's smoking. There's uh. The subway, the subway courtesy. 
uh, people who manspread. Manspread, that's a big thing. I've seen girls dump cups of coffee on guys who would not close their legs when they're sitting on a subway. That's crazy. You know what a manspread is, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, but then a lot of people take up two, three spots because it, they're just being jackass. They put their feet up on the seats. Yeah. Just trying uh, to get comfy. People who stand in the doorway when the doors open. There's so many things on this. You have to learn subway courtesy. Or I'm else sure people will fucking chew your ass. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Don't expect to hear thank you. No, no one that's talks that's... in the city. You get into a nope. fucking Uber in the city. No one wants to talk to you. You, I mean, I've I had like maybe two rides in Brooklyn where people were nice. After that, like if I was in Manhattan or whatever, people don't talk. Mm-hmm. It's an awkward ride. <laughs> But then you go to uh, Long Island, and in Long Island, people will talk to you. It's completely different, night and day. Right. The personalities are so different. They're probably just tired of all the bullshit, I guess. I don't know. Or they want their peace and quiet. One thing New Yorkers definitely do see is we definitely know when somebody's not a New Yorker. Like, that's an immediate... I I looked at you, and I knew you were not a New Yorker. (laughs) Was that obvious? Oh, 100% that obvious. Where, yeah, but you. It's just the way you carry the way you carry yourself is different. I don't know because there was there was a place where I was walking and I forget who I was having this. Oh, I was at the love story and talking to them. And they're like, "Oh, where are you staying at?" And I told them where I was staying. They're like, "How'd you get here?" I was like, oh, "I took the subway. Like, went from here to here." And they're like, "You fucking took the subway here at night and like walked from your place to the subway and you made it." Like, no one fucked with you? And I was like, no. They're like, people probably fuck, didn't fuck with you for one of two reasons. One, because they thought that this kid must be something if he's white and walking around <laughs> confidently like that. <laughs> he's like, man, I just need to get to the spot. <laughs> or two, no one noticed. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I, I don't mind. I'm not fearful of anywhere I walk in the city. No, but I'm talking I, I about tell you Brooklyn. that. Uh, even in Brooklyn, I, I am not fearful about walking anywhere. And I've walked home from so many bars, blacked out and drunk, and not remembered the walk. And I knew that when I got home in the morning, I'm like, man, I should not have walked this way. Or, <laughs> Most I've people never, are like, how did I respond? Feeling, I've never had a feeling of being scared walking in the city. No, when I was in Manhattan, I did a lot of walking because I also stayed there. I stayed in like big luxury. Um, hotels and luxury condominium like apartment places there i never once was scared but there's a lot of tourists there as well yeah Yeah, as long as you carry yourself head high nobody really messes with you if you look like you're you know a little pussy (laughs) i'm just being honest with you yeah well yeah like i said i never really had a problem no one no one messed with me everyone was nice um, anytime that I needed directions too, I felt like people were really nice. Which one? Hey, the reason why, because we could tell you're not from around here, but on top of that, you're nice. You, you've never, you're not an asshole about it either. Yeah. I, I know like it took me probably, it took me probably a week and a half to really understand the subways. Um, I also got lost a lot in Manhattan because the cell phone GPS doesn't work there because all the buildings and shit. Correct. Yeah, so 
I got lost several times before I like developed a process of like how to recognize where I was compared to the map on the phone. Yeah. I'm trying to look up where I stayed. Um, Cause I really want you to hear about this area and um, it was a pretty shitty area. Uh, Van Buren I stayed in. Van Buren Street. Yep. Ooh. Okay, so four ninety. So not a not a decent neighbor. Not a not a decent neighborhood, right there. <laughs> four ninety six Van Buren Street, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, not a nice area. Yeah, I stayed there, and the dude, I was like, "Hey, man, like, how's the area around here?" And he he was the guy that was cleaning the apartment, and I just happened to be early, and. uh He's like, well, I just, I'll let you know that I don't come here at night. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And the people that had just left there before me, the whole apartment smelled like weed. It was disgusting. Like, no offense to anyone that smokes weed, but I don't like the smell of it. So, um, I'm a typical pothead. So, dude, <laughs> and then it had one of those latch locks, right? This is the worst story of my fucking life there. It had a latch lock on oh, it. So yeah. when it closed, when the door closes, it latches, like whether the door's unlocked or not. So I'm fucking standing on the stoop, like, how am I going to get in? What do I do? It's like, if I call a, a locksmith, they're going to come and it's not my place. And I tried calling the people, the owners of it on Airbnb. They weren't answering. It's like 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, fuck, where am I going to sleep tonight? I <laughs> I'm going to be on the streets and this is a shitty neighborhood. So I called and it's like the day before Christmas Eve or some shit like yeah. that. So I had to call this locksmith somehow convinced this guy to let me in. He's like, Hey, it's going to cost you 400 bucks. And I was like, what? 400 bucks. And he's like, yeah, it's going to cost you 400 bucks. He's like, on top of that, if I got to break the door, break the lock, this is going to be like, a thousand dollars or yeah. more and i'm and i'm like fuck man what do i do and so i finally i was like i gotta get inside i just got to so he ends up sticking a screwdriver in the corner of the wet like door in the wedge pulls it open and it pops open in like 10 seconds guess how much it cost me 20 still, bucks no it still cost <laughs> me 400 fucking dollars i was pissed <laughs> He's like, you got me out here on Christmas Eve. I was was like, yo, that was the quickest four hundred fucking dollars you ever made. Like, (laughs) so uh, the next thing, what are you and your business? What are you guys experiencing during this whole thing? The the COVID nineteen scares and um, I'm actually uh, we're actually shut down right now. We got shut down um last Wednesday. We got the. No, sorry. Last Wednesday, we were put on temporary emergency shutdown. Um, And then this past Monday, um, they shut us down completely. Um, They said that no work can be done unless it's life essential work. Mm. Dang, this is like the Um, prime time to be working on school. On all New York City schools. On all New York City schools. And what was that thing we were talking about before we actually came on? You said something about... So my school, the school that I'm working on currently, um, is a $24 million project remodeling a school. It's a three and a half year project. Um, we are still required to be on site. So I have to be on site twice a week to do inspections. 
So every Tuesday and Friday, I have to be on site to do a walkthrough and make sure that nothing's falling off the building, everything's sealed, protected. Um, and that's only because the school there uh, turned into a emergency daycare for yeah. all the essential workers. So there's two big hospitals right next to our school. Uh-huh, so, so all the nurses, staff, all the doctors, all the paramedics, all the firefighters, anybody who's deemed an essential personnel can use the school as a free daycare from 6.30 in the morning to 6.30 at night. I'm deemed um, an, so an essential worker. Yeah, same here. Yeah, same here. Um, so currently in the school at 6.30 in the morning, there's upwards to 100 to 120 kids from pre-K to 16-year-olds who get dropped off as a daycare because these parents have to go to work. There's right. no way. These nurses, doctors, they have to go to work, and they need some place to watch the kids. Right. They Shout out to the nurses, to their grandparents. Man. And the yeah, doctors. Yeah, my sister's a nurse, and uh, anybody has any masks, um, I just donated the last of the masks I had to um, the facility that she's working at. Um, if you guys have masks, please don't hoard them. Don't sell them at a ridiculous price. Right. Give them to the doctors, give them to the nurses, give them to the police officers, the firefighters, the people who are going to sit here and actually respond to the COVID-19 cases. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people here are making masks. Yeah. If you can make masks, if you can make out, if you can help out in any way, um, you know, don't think of it as, you know, oh, they don't, you need them, you need them, you need them. You know who really needs them? It's the people, people on, the on the front, front line. line. Yep. Um, my sister goes to like the YMCA and takes a shower before she goes back to the house because she doesn't want to get changed at the house she's mm-hmm. yeah. working all day working all day around these patients she can't she doesn't want to come home and bring it home to her kids that's that's her biggest fear is bringing it home to her kids yeah i mean and i think that's um most people our ages fear um and that's regardless whether we can beat it or not but i do think we have a, a lot higher confidence that we can beat it even though we know that we're not untouched. More, we're a lot more asymptomatic. So we, we might have had it. We might have had very low symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, but we could still be carriers to transmit it to our parents. and Yeah, right. and that's what I think and, a lot of people are worried about our age is, is giving it to older people like our parents, our grandparents. Um, I work with you know a lady who's in her 60s and she sits right next to me. If I get it and I'm healthy, I give it to her. She's got you know, asthma and she can't hear or <laughs> she can't hear. She can't breathe if something happens. Yep. Same thing with my mother. My mother has bad asthma. Um, so I'm trying to stay a minimum, minimum, minimum contact with her. Yes, yeah. I feel fine. I, I, I know I'm perfectly fine, but absolute minimum contact. Yeah. Um, I do their grocery shopping for them. Anything that I could do to prevent them from going and contracting it from somewhere else. Because one of the people who's going to have it get pneumonia and end up in the hospital on a respirator. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like um, in New York, before it got as bad as it did, do you feel like people didn't take it seriously? Do you feel like people should have took it more seriously? I mean, how did it, how in your opinion, how did it get so bad? Um, to be honest with you, it's something that a lot of people didn't take seriously. Uh, but another thing is it's something that – it can't be prevented unless you do a complete shutdown, especially right. in yeah. a city like New York, um, where public transportation is 90% of the pr- transportation that people use. All you need is one person to cough on the subway. 
on a handrail. Right. Right there, that is a thousand people who are going to be in contact with that single handrail. Well, yeah, and they're in a matter of a few hours. They're saying that it's it's uh it's like twenty seven feet. It can oh, stay in the you, yeah. So and and yeah, it is shoulder to shoulder there a lot of times, and and yeah, people a in the subway. A lot of times you hop on the subway and you're 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 touching the person next to you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Before all this happened, that's exactly how it was. So how do you, how do you expect not to have this spread as fast as it did in the city when majority of the contact is person to person? Yeah, everybody's on top of each other. Yeah, especially yep. there's there's not there's not much you could do. Especially when you know it is you go through that first that first stage of like not taking it very seriously. And Dan, to be honest with you, I feel like Wyoming. Um, kind of didn't take it so seriously and things are like every day there's way there's more and more cases so statistic i heard was that wyoming actually has the worst spread rate rate yeah, in any other state too. because of how many people there are in, in the state and it's just a lot easier for us in a small town you know we don't have that many places so somebody has it, they go, they touch something or that's, you know, like the guy in the first podcast where I was saying that was coughing in target. Oh yeah. It was was the second one. And it's like, I feel like we could have done a lot more. We could have, you know, we had definitely came on a little later than everyone else. Um, but that was our opportunity to shut shit down. Right. And and everything did get shut down pretty eventually. yeah. Yeah. But still we could have shut it down and, put in a stay at home for two weeks. Think about that as, as impacting, you know, businesses and stuff because businesses are still open. Right. Um, they're losing money hundred oh, percent. Yeah. I know we're not gaining a ton of money right now. Yeah. It's only going to get worse, but we're staying open until it gets bad. Right. And then it, where we have our force to close. Yeah. Cause they're saying the peak isn't until like a couple more weeks. So we'll see what happens. May. May. Yeah. But that's not even us because we're behind. No, they're saying in general. Mm. But but if everybody stays in, then you just you're right now everybody's just trying to flatten the curve. That's all we're trying to do. And who knows? People are saying you don't know what's gonna happen or if this if this flu is gonna come back every year or what's gonna happen. Yeah, no and, one knows. No yeah. one knows. And in May it keeps getting pushed back. It, before it was April, now it's May. Right. Then it'll be June. But you there's going to be a point where I think people, they're going to start letting people out because I don't know if they want to crush the economy for having people inside for two, three months. You know what I mean? But if I don't we just know. shut it down for two weeks, everybody. People also have to realize it's not a, you know, sit in your house, don't go outside. That is extremely unhealthy. Right. You can't mm-hmm. just sit in your apartment and not do anything. You have to go outside. You have to get fresh air. Especially go in New walk, York. You guys live in fucking, you know, 300 square feet apartments. Yeah. Yep. On top of each other. There's no, you can't just be stuck inside. You're going to get more sick from being stuck inside than you will from not, from getting the corona. Like you can't yeah. just sit inside. It's unhealthy for your body. Right. Yeah. You're only hurting your immune system by doing that. You can go outside. You can walk. Minimize what you touch. Stay, stay away from each other. Go yeah. to the park, but don't you know be playing basketball and jumping on top. Of you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Catching them sweat uh, sweat droplets. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Go and go enjoy a nice hike with your friends, but don't be sitting. Don't sit inside all day. It's not not helping anybody or helping yourself. Right. 
everybody you know, instead uh, of ordering food for delivery go walk and pick it up yeah everybody should just they should get sent a care package for up to two weeks keep your stimulus checked two weeks here's a care package this will last you for two weeks for how many people that are in your home you got toilet paper um, paper towels two weeks shut down everyone stay in that's go what outside. the stimulus package is for man yeah but no but here's the thing right we go to the grocery store. If you need something, you got to go to the grocery store. There's yeah. your possibility of getting it. There's your possibility of 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 getting getting it and giving it. Contamination, yep. Yeah. yeah. So if they were to say, okay, everyone's got 24 hours, go get what you That's need to get. We're what shutting they down. Did. But here's the thing: the grocery stores are still open. I'm saying close everything no, for two weeks. No, you can't do that. No, you, you can't. can't. Do that. Not the hospitals. Not no, the you hospitals. Can't. I don't, you can't close everything, man. I don't. I'm not saying the hospitals. I'm not saying the cops. I'm not saying the. That's the why there's actual a, essential things. I'm saying close the grocery stores, close everything, send people a care package that will let let them live for two weeks. Two weeks. Everybody's stuff's different. Like it. you're gonna buy groceries. What if? I don't know, man. I don't think it's a good idea. And that's why you're gonna fucking die from COVID. Um, we live, <laughs> you're gonna give it to me if I'm gonna get if we it. We lived in a communist country like China, where they could actually shut down the whole country for a month. Yeah, that's why. It's, that's why they're healing. Force people to stay inside. They yes, welded people but, inside their apartments, man. Did they really? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm sorry. I have the I have the right to free travel, and by God, no government's gonna tell me I can't. Yeah. Tell that national guard that's just comes plain in and simple. starts fucking people up. Yeah, no, China. I'm yeah, a they did extreme. I'm natural selection too. So, dude, that's what I said. I said that shit two weeks Darwinism ago. Darwinism is real. Our, our the mother nature will always win. Yeah, we are not the top of the food chain. We are the virus to this earth. Yeah, we are the only creature that does not self-regulate our population. We only eat, destroy, and continue. True. Well, yeah, and we have a mind. So, mother nature will always put us in check. She has to. That was like a. This is our check. Yeah, this that's is what the, I was talking about with with uh, what was it? The uh, World War Z. That's exactly what I was oh. talking about last weekend with the World War Z thing. That that scientist says oh, that yeah. we, you know, Mother Nature puts us in check and comes up with a virus to kill a bunch of us off to, you know, let her heal. regulate herself. She yeah. has to. Yeah. There's too many bunnies in the population. The deer population. The wolf population grows. Right. Yep, that's what we do. We, put wolves. we only destroy. We do not add anything to our environment. We only destroy our environment. Unless we're planting trees and shit. But it, it, people are wondering, oh, why did it originate in China? Well, China has one of the worst health regulations in the world. Right. The, they live in slums. They live in 100-square-foot apartments, two, three people in these apartments, and they live and work in the absolute slums. Yep, the smog there. How, how, the amount of smog, air pollution, and everything else there. Well, why are we not surprised this is happening? We're, I'm surprised that it took this long for it to happen. Yeah, and the well, pollution that goes into the ocean from there too. Right, but it is. But it's not like the first thing to come out. You know, they've had other things like SARS and all this other stuff. That's basically the same yep. same way this virus originated from was from a from a wet market in Wuhan or whatever. So. But that's uh, why, why are we surprised that it's come from there? We shouldn't. If anything, yeah. the World Health Organization should be putting a stop to what's going on there so this doesn't happen again. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, it's a big learning experience for everyone. It has we to can be. See. There, there will be no more normal to come back to. No. 
It's going to be rough, I think. It's going to be way different. See, and I keep hearing these things, and, and Dan, you could kind of relate to this, you being in New York, being an actual person, not reading a script, any of that shit from the news. You're not reading a script from us. Um, do you think that the no, the news is promoting fear, or is it actually really oh, that 100%, scary? Nope. 100% the news is promoting fear. I'm a, I'm a 100% believer that the news is promoting fear. They got nothing better to do, so that's all they have to report on, you know what I mean? And if they could cause mass hysteria, then and I think, think it's more power to them, you know what I mean? I don't watch the news, so I don't know. Yeah, is the uh is New York New York hates Trump. My, oh yeah. My wrong yeah, I was oh, gonna yeah. say I'm I'm oh, yeah. pretty oh, sure yeah. New York hates Trump. Oh, yeah. Especially oh, yeah. when he holds his fucking oh, yeah. meetings. I don't know. He, oh, yeah. I think he oh, was just, he was super late to the to the call. You know what I mean? He should have shut down things a lot before, right. earlier before. Before he we did. say before we even go down that road of coulda shoulda woulda but didn't. Um, what would any of us do in his situation? None of us would know what to do because this is the first time any of us are yeah, encountering. True. I'm a businessman. If there's I'm a, a businessman like he is. There's a criticism getting spread about anybody, but if this was Hillary Biden, it doesn't matter. We'd be having the same criticism because true. this is the first time the world is going through this. Nobody knows what to do. After this, this is a good test run for what not to do or what to do or how can we improve it. But nobody has any idea what to, better to do. This is the first time any of us are experiencing this so how can we criticize somebody if we don't have an alternate to know what to do yeah and i guess that's where i was kind of getting was uh is is new york as much as you guys do not like trump for other reasons is new york kind of backing him or they does it seem like the majority of people you know or whatever is kind of like supporting what's going on right now the majority of people that i know um will flat out doesn't matter what Trump does, they will not agree with it. Yeah. He could give everybody a $4,000 check tomorrow for the rest of their life and they will still hate the guy. Shit. Yeah. yeah um, just because a lot of people in New York are so thick headed um, and so liberal that they don't want to view other people's opinions. There's no let's talk and l- let's figure out why we view things differently. There's none of that. It's, my way or the highway. Well, and kind of what we were talking about earlier, um, how transportation is 90% there and, you know, uh, how I stepped on the back of some girl's shoe and, uh, you know, courtesy that you have to have in, in common sense for traveling in New York and taking the, the public transportation. Um, Trump, from, from my knowledge and my talks with people in New York, that motherfucker holds his meetings at Trump Tower and shuts down like 10 blocks all around in a giant circle. And so people have to take different routes to get places. And that pissed a lot of people off. His meetings are actually at the White House. They're not at Trump Tower. Not yeah, at the beginning. I... Oh, in the beginning, yes, they were at Trump Tower. But now they're all at the White House. Yeah. In the beginning is when, when he was doing that. Not not anymore, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the I beginning, like, that pissed a lot of people off when he was doing that. Oh, yeah, because it disrupted the trains, everything. (laughs) And Trump Tower is not in a good spot to disturb traffic. No, and people are very much in New York. They have a routine. Everyone has a routine. 
that's, uh, I, I 100% agree with that. Don't mess with my routine. Yeah, and and then you start fucking with people's routines, and it drives people nuts. Yeah, especially in New York. Don't mess with people's routines. That's uh, not, not a good thing. So what do you think is going to be the outcome? How, you know, when all this is over, how, how do you think New York is going to change or what's, you know, what's your ideas for it? Um, I actually, um, I'm actually kind of worried on what New York is going to be like after this, because a lot of things aren't going to go back to normal. A lot of businesses don't have the capital to open back up. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're not going to. Um, so it's going to be a lot of vacant buildings. A lot of people are also realizing that you don't need to uh, have an office to have people working. Um, a lot of my friends are all working from home now, and a lot of their productivity has increased. So looking at it at that standpoint is I have a feeling a lot of offices are going to go a lot more remote now. Um, they could go remote for three months or for a month. Why not continue going remote and save that money from yeah, the office? on space? overhead. Right. Yep. But then does that take so, money from the economy if there's no overhead for uh, for some of these bigger companies? That, that That's that's another thing is who's actually going to go back to work? How are people going to go back to work? And what's going to be that transition of people who don't have, who got fired from their jobs, their jobs aren't opening up back up and where they're going to go now? Yeah. Um, that's, that's my fear is a lot of these people aren't going to get back to work. Um, so where are they going to go? What are they going to do now? How are they going to live in their apartments? And yes, there's like a rent freeze or going on, but that rent is still due. That money is still due. A lot right. of these people are at the end of this are going to get evicted from their apartments or going to lose possessions that they have because of this. So there was what that, is this going to look like at the end? I wish I could tell you. There was that one tenant in Brooklyn um, that gave i think he had like a hundred tenants or something like that and he let them all pass on month on this month's rent yeah but i'm sure it's he's gonna get in the back end you know what I that's mean? at some point i think it'll affect him but i just thought that was huge you know you just got a hundred people and that's a lot of money to not see that check in your bank account yeah but yep. you got to be human too you know people no are- he was i what i'm trying to explain is that I feel like it, it would be great if more people could do that. Where? If we would see more of that. So I know are, a couple of landlords that are, um, they're not doing no rent. What they're doing is the reduced. bare minimum rent that they need to, to pay to live as well. the mortgage or whatever bills that they need to pay for the building. So instead of, you know, $1,500, you're paying $400 because that's the bare minimum he needs to keep that building alive. Yeah, and then keep the bank from trying to take it. Yeah, um, they, everybody's got to pay somebody. I've also seen that what they're doing is a lot of people are allowing people to use their uh, security deposit as this upcoming month's rent. Oh, nice. That's pretty smart. It, it's smart in the sense um, that, yes, it's, it helps out. But at the end of the day, um, they're still going to have to get paid in the back end. Yeah, if you leave your apartment, you're not going to have your security deposit back. Or, you know, I mean, you decide to leave early, and normally they just take your, you know, security deposit as your early termination. Now you don't have that either. Yeah. So you have to be a little bit more cautious to to clean it and all that crap. Yep. Now you have to be a little bit more cautious of what you're doing if you do that. 
So there are a lot of people wearing masks and gloves and stuff like that. Every single person. So I have a friend who used to, uh, before he did full remote, he would hop on the sub. Before they said, you know, wear masks and everything else. Mm-hmm. He uh, was wearing a full-blown uh, painter's mask with a big canister on the side, um, wearing gloves and everything on the subway, and everybody was looking at him like he was nuts. Well, a week later, every single person on the subway had masks and gloves on. Yeah. Yeah. Most people you see walking down the sidewalk either have masks. Uh, most people have a mask with their bandana on. And I would say probably 50% of them have some sort of gloves. You're kind of muffling again, Dan. Yep. Uh, I would say 50% of them at least have gloves or masks on. Is there anybody that you know that has it? That has corona? Yes. Dang. Um, I also know, but, but I know two people who have had corona who have already dealt with it came out of it not an issue uh-huh. they were home quarantined um they i mean they were, it was rough for a couple of days but right back to normal life did they feel like there was people that they knew that they could have given it to that they did give it to oh, um i would say yeah i don't know if they gave it to anybody or if, i don't know if I don't know personally if they knew they gave it to somebody and that somebody contracted it. Um, I know people that have been around them and not have contracted it. Mm. Um, like my best friend's, uh, his wife, he got it. He didn't, he had Corona. I mean, full blown wheezing, temperature, everything. Couldn't taste, um, bedridden for a couple of days. Uh, but his wife didn't get it. Mm. And they that you know, lived together. She was helping them out through the whole entire thing, but she did not get it at all. Dude, I was kind of I was worried about you there for a little bit because I hadn't seen anything on Snapchat or like anyhow. I was like, this motherfucker die. <laughs> no, uh, I just took a, a personal break from everything in life. Um, I needed to step back from social media and you know get a enjoy my ref- life. Yeah, a re- little refresher. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still on that little refresher now. Um, Yo, I don't, have you, I don't need it in my life right now. So, you know, my business is my business. Have yeah. you ever seen the, uh, or heard about the thing where it's the seven, seven day reset? I've never heard of that. So what they say is like, seven day you, reset. no, no social media, no, no phone, Snapchat, no Instagram, no Twitter, no phone, no nothing. You go communication blind for seven days. That and well, so I I would assume in New York, (laughs) you know, like in the city or Brooklyn or, you know, in the boroughs that people would kind of think of it that way. The the uh, the one that I'm talking about, and I would say that that would probably be like a Midwest version of the, the seven day reset is like you go out in the fucking in the boondocks, like in the woods. You go camp. <laughs> you go camp for fucking seven days. No food. No TV. You know you can't. If you get bored, you can't get on your phone and like watch Netflix. Nothing. Like you gotta keep your cell phone for emergency if there's like yeah. a fucking you know Black Panther that tries to eat your balls. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you virtually like seven days cook fires, sleep in a tent. And you like reset your body and your mind, and like you become healthier after that. Have you? Is, I, I completely agree to it. Uh, I want if I want to do a seven day tra- a seven day reset, I'm just going up to my parents' farm in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, dude, if you do it, will you document it and send it to us? 
Oh, what? Seven day reset. Yeah. No, no uh, cell phone. <laughs> yeah, except I know, except right? Yeah, I, yeah. Have, I have no problem. I got GoPro I no and problem doing no cell phone. No, I, I don't mind dropping social media out of my life. That's uh, that's not a hard thing for me to do. Yeah, well, especially living in New York because you're fucking surrounded by people all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The only, I, the only thing I cannot do is I have to have my cell phone on me twenty four seven. My if I, there's any issue at work, I am the emergency contact. Yeah. 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 Uh, if something happens, a screw falls off the building. I am the person that's called for it. Yeah. It's, I've done like a, a small version of the seven day reset. Like whenever I go, I go to this cabin, uh, in the late summer with some college buddies and, uh, there's like no service out there and, uh, we're dying to try and to find like Wi-Fi rock <laughs> or something, just like trying to get service. Like while I'm walking around with like my, uh, um, like trying to get 4G or something just so I could like check my snaps or something, just <laughs> stupid stuff. But check Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Well, you're not going into that situation like thinking it. I'm gonna reset this no. weekend. Like you're going in like, oh fuck, we don't have service. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I already know like that we don't have it, so I I try to bring things out there so I could potentially get service. <laughs> but who knows? Your your extenders. Yeah. Well, I, I drive my truck and I and I got the. Like a booster sometimes it works. Like I have cell phone service, but I don't have like 3G, 4G or whatever. So Yeah, and I have the Wi-Fi thing in my truck. Oh, but there's like, yeah, there's no service. It's satellite. Oh, word. Yeah, it's satellite. I've so. thought about buying satellite just for that one week, <laughs> but it's expensive. <laughs> You got the money. So. Yeah, it's a lot of money just to have something, you know. I just internet for one week. For yeah, week. Sur- Surge has got the money. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this, dude, this dude would still be living comfortably in New York if he if he was to move there. Nah, I'd probably be poor. No, you. Yeah, no be. matter what, no matter how you live in New York, you're, you're poor. Yeah, <laughs> like you can make 120k, 180k, 200k a year, and you'll still find ways to blow that money. Well, easily. fuck, dude! Goddamn slice of pizza is eight dollars. Yeah. Depending on where you go. Depending on where you go. The, uh, fuck, what's that place called? The one where that was in Spider-Man. Um, I don't know. It's in Manhattan. I can't remember. Their pizza was fucking good. I mean, my local part, my local pizza shop, they're, you know, dollar slice. Yeah, the dollar slice. But, dude, I'm telling you, I noticed a difference between the dollar slice and the $8 slice. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, there's a huge difference. Yo, that bougie. There's I no... could do the one, two, three bougie test, and, like, I'll tell you the most expensive pizza <laughs> to the least expensive pizza. Yeah, it's not a hard thing to do in New York. I fucking love the pizza in New York. It's, that's, like, all you ate, probably. Oh, my God, dude, I ate so much pizza. <laughs> I don't blame you. I did not eat Chinese. I had, no, I had Chinese once. I had Chinese once. That I feel like that's about the best. It's all the same. What? There's some good I thought, stuff out well, there. Well, no, there's good stuff, but I feel like if you have really good Chinese food and it's like the best that you had, I don't think you're going to have Chinese food that's better than the best that you've ever had. I think it, you're going to just meet the one that's like you'll eat it and be like, this is as good as my first one, mm, like as know. my number one on the list. I know, but it's been a long time since I've been out there, so... I did hear about this place, and Dan, let me know if you know. It's some fucking hole in the wall down in down in uh, I think it's I think it's Manhattan somewhere. Um, 
or Chinatown. I don't know. You got to go down into a basement and it's like a walk in and, and you got to pay cash. It's all cash. The ramen only. place. Maybe. The underground ramen place in Manhattan. Maybe. That might be it. Is that place good? If you want to talk about a $20 bowl of ramen, yeah, it's fucking good. <laughs> $20 bowl of ramen. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dude, how much is it for a pint of beer? Um, you're talking, if you're talking about like, so a PBR, a glass, a PBR. Yeah, I forget. So a PBR is about $3. Okay. So that's not bad. At, in Brooklyn and Manhattan, you're paying $8. Yeah. For that same can of PBR that most places in my neck of the woods in PA is a dollar, dollar 25. If you're going to an expensive place. Yo, have you ever been to the love story? Once. What's the love story? It's just it's a dive bar, man. It's oh. just a little hole in the wall. Guys, yeah. ex-military, retired. Ret- uh, ret- I don't know if he worked. I mean, his he was in the service. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got out of the service, invested his money. I got you. Um, super nice guy. Super nice guy. Very welcoming. Um, he has buddies that like will come in. They get to drink for free and they'll work. They'll work for him. Yeah. Because um, he can't afford to pay him. That's actually really confusing. Like, I'm friends with him on something, and I should contact him and see what he's fucking going through. Because I doubt, I doubt he'll be able to open back up. So Dan, so like my hole in the wall bar has a has a GoFundMe, oh damn, um, and a Venmo set up. And like, I normally, I would normally spend forty dollars a week there on alcohol, mm-hmm. easily, just on alcohol, not including tips. That's it. So like, I try to make sure I Venmo or donate at least twenty bucks a week to them. Hey, these are the nice. people who keep my these are the people who keep my life sane. Yeah, for sure. Oh, hundred percent. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no question about it. They keep me sane, dude. Yeah, if I didn't we have bars out. when I was in New York, I would have never fucking had friends. Because no one wants right, to talk a, to you in other 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 places, you know, <laughs> that aren't like a sociable <laughs> area. You just could be sitting on the streets exactly. like, hey, you want to talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can't be sitting on a park bench and expect somebody to just come over and sit there and talk. You know? yeah, no Forrest Gump, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there, there's, there's, you no, want some chocolates? there's no life in a box of chocolate. <laughs> It'd be like, hey, man, you want chocolate? And then the person sitting next to you in New York would be like, get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. <laughs> shit's yeah, they poison. instantly think you're a drug dealer or a crack addict. Right? <laughs> yeah. Not even a question about that. Fuck. Okay, so... I, we've had a lot of actually really good conversation. Dan, so you had just told me um, about how you were um, you were going somewhere else. Is that allowed to be said? Oh, uh, yeah. So okay. I actually just took, I just accepted a new job offer, um, which is kind of funny because in the time of everybody losing their job, um, I just got a job with one of the biggest, uh, general contractors in USA, uh, Kiwi Construction. Nice. Yeah, when you told um, me that shit, I was like, "Damn, dude, good for you!" Like, yeah, congrats, man. Yeah. Um, so it it's been a long process to get to where I'm at now. Um, it's like five rounds of interviews with them. Um, not an easy task, but uh, I did just accept a job offer with them as a project engineer. 
So I'll be uh, moving out to Omaha, Nebraska to their headquarters in the end of May. So are you going to be staying at the same pay or are you getting a raise? Because I would imagine the pay that you get paid in New York is you're going to be golden in Omaha. You're muffled again. <laughs> I'm actually getting quite a I'm getting quite a substantial raise. Nice. Oh, um, dude, you're about to be. Uh, I'm coming to your fucking house, right. you Hefner, out there. Uh, 100 <laughs> quite a substantial raise, and I mean, the benefit package that this company offers. I think every company should choose this as a template for them. Um, they, I, I think, they are very focused on their employees. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, they're not a they're not a Fortune 500 company for no reason. They give a shit about their employees. They invest their time and money into their employees because their employees invest their time into making the company better. Right? Yeah. So are you going to be going out there and doing the same thing? School rebuilds and stuff like that, or a little bit bigger projects. Um, they they do like all the oil rig platforms for BP and Shell. Um, they have 22 major um, offices spread across the United States. If you're going to be um, in the oil do, industry, damn. They do hot, yeah. They do uh, colleges, football stadiums, basketball stadiums. They, they do... Logan Paul's next party Major, house. major, <laughs> major construction. They build Shay, bridges, You want to talk about a house? Look at Drake's house. Oh, did you yeah. hear the new Drake song? <laughs> two, two damn, C did slide? You, did you hear it? Of course. Have you seen I'm the video? I not. Yeah, watch that 2C slide video. Had, uh, Drake shot it like at his house, and his house is like a $100 million mansion. It's crazy. Yeah, it's outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think anybody needs that much. Yeah. So what what's, what are you going to do with your first check out there? Because you're going to see, man, like how much, mo- how much more money you have when you don't have to fucking pay rent in New York. He's going to go to the bar, bro. Sorry, the, difference, the difference in rent. Is uh quite substantial. I pay fifteen fifty right now, and that's half our rent. I have a roommate. Damn, so Damn that's the thing. Is, you got a fucking roommate, though. It's not you're not. It's not your place. And, you and share I will. Space. I will say that we have a very nice apartment. We have a penthouse apartment with a fourteen by fourteen terrace. A fourteen by fourteen terrace that overlooks New York City. Yeah, why didn't you invite me? I've seen your fucking nice videos place. from there. Pisses me off. We we have a very very nice place. <laughs> um, but I pay fifteen fifty there for you know my half of the apartment. Yeah, it's um, more, more than my mortgage. I was mortgage. looking for an apartment in Omaha with a uh, sixth-floor penthouse Yeesh. with a two-bedroom, two-bathroom for fifteen fifty. Dude, wait till you fucking live by yourself and you can beat off wherever you want. <laughs> it's glorious. He's like, I do, I do about, that anyways. You're talking about Naked Sunday. <laughs> naked Sunday. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm counting down the days. You're standing on the rooftop, just balls out and everything, <laughs> just fucking feeling the freedom. <laughs> So when are you going to move out there then? Um, I'm thinking about uh, my official start date at the end of May. I'll probably move out there a week beforehand. Gotcha. Well, so have you been out there to check it I've out? I've never been out there. Oh, it's, you know, it's Nebraska. You're actually moving into a city. So. Yeah, it's a large city. Yeah. And then you got, yeah, I've never been out the, there. You got the Cornhuskers there. Yeah. Don't know, don't know a single person in Omaha besides, you know, the, the people that I've already talked to from the company. Uh, you'll meet um, people fast. Yeah. You, oh you're... yeah, I'm not. A, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a very outgoing person. I'm definitely an extrovert. So there's not a. I, I don't have an issue with that. Yeah, if you weren't, then I would have never met you. Is, yeah, the, to me, it's let's do it. Why not? I'm young. I have nothing tying me to where I'm at. 
How old no are you, wife, by no the girlfriend, way? No girlfriend, no. 28. Okay. Yeah, I was really, I was cracking up when you were like, <laughs> you were telling me about that girl and you were like, oh, bitch, want to try and date me. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be tied down. <laughs> <laughs> you argued with me. You, argued with me. <laughs> like tried to convince you like, please be with me. Yeah. I want to like, be official. We've only been talking for a month. You know, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> she was, you need she was nice, shit. man, but I could see there was, was a whole lot of crazy nice, in that. Extremely nice, nice woman. I Nothing against her. Not a single thing against her. I, I, I did enjoy my company with her every single time I was with her. Yeah, I um, bet you but did. <laughs> at the end of the day, um, a little bit too soon, too fast. I like to let things naturally progress. Yeah, well, and if you're used to kind of being, like, single and whatnot, and then, like, you you could even develop feelings for someone, but then as soon as, like, they start to develop feelings more than you, then it's mm-hmm. it gets scary. And I, and I didn't mind it. I didn't mind continuing the conversation and seeing where it got, but when you start pushing me to, you know, be my girl, be my boyfriend, well, no, let's, let's have it happen naturally. Like, yeah, that's not... You know, meet my parents first. Meet my brother, my sister first. Sorry, I, oh, I'm not. Oh, she didn't even meet your parents. No, not even my brother. My like nobody. She was never yeah. even on like Facetime call. <laughs> no. <laughs> like I'm sorry, I'm not going to get into a relationship. I don't do a relationship to me is future progression to wife. Like, right. I don't take. You that, don't want to waste think, your time. I don't take relationship lightly. Um, if I'm with you, I'm with you. That's it. You know, I. I and you're loyal. Progressing the rest of my yeah. yeah. Um. I'm not about to hop into a relationship and just call it a relationship because, oh, we want to be like a fling and be in a relationship. Well, I want to make sure this is going to work out. You got to meet, you know, my people. I got to meet your people. You know I mean, I got to meet your friends. You have to meet my friends. Everything yeah. has to work out nicely. I do take what my friends and family say to heart. Yeah. So if you bring a chick around like in a month and she doesn't doesn't pass the test with the rents. It doesn't matter whether she tries to force you to be her boyfriend or not. The bitch it's over. Yeah. Happen. You got to pass the test. Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. I mean, yeah, no matter what, it's my decision at the end of the day, but yeah. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, you know what I mean? Yo, I got to ask you, have you seen the Tiger King? Shout out Joe Exotic. Let me put it this way. Fuck her. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> right, how can you go on, you know, on your interview right. with Netflix Carol and everything and tell people if you want to make somebody disappear, you got to, you got to like rub them with sardine oil. That's what cats <laughs> yeah. like to eat. How can you say that and not get investigated? Right. God damn it, Carol Baskins. Have you seen it, Holden? Oh, I love the country song about her. Oh, oh. my God, dude. Yeah. Uh, that dude's like, Carol Baskin. I'm sure that dude's sales went up. Like, what's this? It's got Carol Baskins there. <laughs> Dude, and then that fucking bitch, too. And, and uh, yes, I just cursed to the fullest and called her a bitch. She wants to try and tell these guys that, like, she's a, a what are they, a, a, fuck, like a sanctuary. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? But yet she's making money off the tigers. She's right. making oh, money. She's a- doing the exact same And then, same like, all her people is. are volunteers and shit. Like, she don't pay nobody. Dude, I love how I yep. love how Netflix interpreted her, though. They made her out to be the fucking worst. Oh, yeah. Dumbest fucking person alive. <laughs> like, she's so dumb. Oh, my God. It, we all see it. How are you? To, you're doing the same fucking thing as the people you, you're fighting against. Yeah. Let the cats go. If you really were trying to make a difference, and that's what they said, you're not gonna have big cats home. You're gonna fucking 
send them back into right. the wild. Yeah, nobody like yeah, nobody fared good. Right, it's not like it's, a dog, right? Yeah. It's not like a dog that you have in your house, you raise it, it grows up in your house and then you put it in the wild. Right? And then this dog doesn't have the same instincts as like let's say a wolf. If you had a wolf and raised that and then you got tired of it and put it and dropped it off in the woods, that wolf can still survive. Mm-hmm. It has those instincts. You can't do that to a big cat though. Yeah. You can't just let it go. No, you can't just. I'm just saying, like, if you took it like, out to you. Africa and was like, Here. I mean, unless you're Russia, unless you're Russia. <laughs> yeah, we just let the bears go, dude. I fucking love bears. Okay, I'm a bear, dude. <laughs> I got bears in my bathroom downstairs. There used to be a big shower curtain bear thing. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Then I got those glass doors. I want to break them, and then pay someone to come clean it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well fuck dude uh it's been great i yeah. really enjoyed the conversation with you and kind of learning about what's going on there yeah I, at all costs stay away from the city <laughs> yeah. you guys don't need to be in the city please don't be in the city we're thousands um, of miles away i'm trying away. to avidly avoid it yeah so. we're thousands of miles away in the good old heart of wyoming <laughs> yeah Hey, I'll be up by you guys soon. So yeah, yeah let dude, us know, hey, man. Yeah, it's for real. I would, I would be down sometime during the summer to take a trip up there, or um, vice versa. If you want to take a trip down here, more than welcome to stay. Oh in the hell guest yeah! Room. You know, I, I, I love driving, going for road trips. So yeah, yeah, twenty days PTO. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to plan it. a trip where I come there and then you come here or some shit. Hell yeah, it works for me. And then I'll try and drag Sergio out there too. <laughs> yeah, Sergio's always down for a good time. Yeah, I'm I'm down for a trip. I, we'll, I'm, we'll let you get established. So maybe next summer, when you when you know people. Yeah, or whatever. Give me a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a yeah. He's like, give me three days. I'm good, bro. But yeah, so uh, I'll, buy I'll buy my connect. Yeah. Yeah. Again, shout out Dan. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks, Dan. You got anything to promote or anything? Um, not really guys, just thank all your, your local nurses, your doctors, your paramedics, your EMTs, your firefighters. They're doing a hell of a job. Let's just try to help them as much as we can. Right. This is not oh, yeah. a, your grocery store workers. When you get your Dunkin' in the morning, give them a tip. <laughs> yeah. Are, I'm not even joking with you. I buy a coffee. I leave the rest of my $10 bill for them. They don't need to be there. These are high school kids that are putting themselves at risk to make sure we have our Dunkin' every morning. Yeah, right. 100%. Starbucks, you know I mean? Dunkin' like Donuts. The, we don't know shit about Dunkin' gro- Donuts your, on your this side. <laughs> yeah. People, your grocery store people, like, we don't want to be out there. They really don't want to be out there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, uh, Dan, um, don't hang up after... Gratitude. Don't hang up after right. this, but uh, also, we're going to have Chad Pollock on tomorrow uh, from Backwards Distilling. He's going to talk about... Uh, they actually are under a contract right now because they're doing hand sanitizer. Okay, yeah. So we're going to have him on tomorrow. He's going to talk about how COVID's kind of affecting their business and, and what they're doing now and what their future is. So can't wait to have that happen. And again, thanks, Dan. And yeah, thanks. We'll close it out. No problem, guys. Thank you. Thanks. It's fun.